Pubcast. I want to know what it's going to do for my skin or my hair or my nails or whatever. I want to know where it comes from. I want to know elementally if there's something important I need to know about it or was it used in ancient Rome for something or I always want to know about all of those things because it just adds to it. Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier. I'm so excited today from The Liberated Healer. I have Elise on, and she, Elise Marie, she wrote this book, The Beauty Witch's Secrets. Oh, my gosh. Welcome, Elise. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. She's coming um, from New York, and I'm here in Montana uh, in a beautiful day, and thank you for joining us. So um, I know that you worked with Llewellyn uh, Publications on this book, correct? Yes. Um, They're just a wonderful um, team and people that are putting out positive messages in the world, so um, I really champion them. And so I want to hear a little bit about your journey through this type of um, how you found this, how you embraced this, and then how it turned into a book. Oh, my goodness. Well, this little, I'm glad you have a copy of it. I have a copy here, but but she's kind of been overly loved. <laughs> it's a little ratty, but well, it's it's really a collection of 30 plus years of just being very, very, very passionate about natural skincare, natural healing, natural, uh, you know, plant-powered everything. Now, that's not to say that I've never, ever used anything that wasn't natural or what, you know, that's, that's, I don't mean to convey that, but I do have a real passion for taking from nature, taking from various traditions and creating, creating our own beautiful potions, be it for healing or beautifying on the inside, be it topically. I just, I think it's the most, one of the most sensual pleasures you can possibly have that doesn't include anyone else necessarily. Or <laughs> What I like about it is it's from the top to the toes mm-hmm. and inside us a hundred percent. And, you know, to find a collection of this in one book, you would have to literally buy a ton of different books. So that's what I really like, even though it's kind of wrapped up in this beautiful imagery with, you know, your lovely pictures of you and, and flowers and everything, but the reality of everything that is in here, you would have to get a ton of books to be able to find this. And it used to be back in the day where it was really hard to find natural elixirs for anything. Mm -hmm. So you would have to buy a juicing book and then a cream creation book. And then a, but you guys, you really put this all in here. I did. And there's a couple of things. One is that, you know, I was always looking for natural versions of things and playing with things and putting them together since, I, since I'm a teenager. And one of the things that I discovered along the way was that sometimes your most basic, beautiful, wonderful, natural ingredients, they're great. They're never going to hurt you. They're 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 
they're magical in their own way and yet they're not always the most potent mm. for whatever is ailing you on their own they need a combination they need an understanding of different like i was saying before different traditions different combinations and i think that comes from just playing for a lot of years just figuring that all out and i definitely wanted to include in this book the elixirs the brews the cocktails because i am adamant that it begins from within not just your attitude and your mindset and your heart of course but also literally what you put inside because i'm um, one of the elixirs that i am have been working with is the uh, focus pocus which mm. is the and the lion's mane mushroom powder um lotus mushroom powder cacao powder spring water um and then nut seeds um and then you also do your intention you explain like the intention and then when the lunar is the best for the lunar phase for so for this one is the the waxing moon Mm -hmm. so um i would never know how to put that together you know what i mean Uh, and i love eating right it's just like it's so hard and time consuming when you don't know how to gather it so this is why i really appreciate this but also the the lunar phase stuff can you talk about how the moon works with some of these things sure the um the lunar cycles play a very important important role in timing of course um because the moon has such a market effect on our behavior our moods our emotions our our creativity all of that so it's not it's not as if you can't create something out of phase. Of course you can. Sometimes your need is such that it, you're not in the right, maybe you're not in the right lunar cycle, but, or the most auspicious lunar cycle for that, for that particular thing. But you can always guide your intention in the right way. So for instance, if you're trying to detoxify your very best, so be that, on the inside, be it clearing your skin, you know, doing a really deep cleansing mask or something of that nature, you're really best off doing it when the moon is waning. Mm. You're naturally shedding. You're naturally releasing. It's a really great time to do an extra bit of exfoliation and a bit of uh, cleansing from head to toe. If you want to draw something to you, you're better off working with a waxing cycle. And it can really be any time within that cycle. The closer you would get to the full moon, the the more powerful it will be, the more intense it will be, although then you don't have quite as much time. So I love to make the really nutritive potions, if at all possible. I like to make them at the new moon and then just allow them to gain power so to speak, oh. gain energy, gain, gain life force over that period of time until the moon is full. Yeah. And then you're using it. Wow. This, yeah. You know. <laughs> so you know, there's something so um, grounding when you're using natural elements too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It's easy. Just go buy whatever else, but, you know, looking on the back of the bottle, you know, 10 steps ahead, we're not sure how it's hurting the environment, how it's contributing to, um, you had one section that I read about bees, how commercial bees 
Um, don't use anything with commercial bee um, honey or anything because they take the wings off the queen to make them stay there. I mean, it's so cruel. I mean, it's what- a really cruel practice. And yet honey is such a healing, ancient, incredible elixir. It's whether you're ingesting it, whether it's topical, it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal substance. It's a gift of nature. But it's kind of like with all natural things, once it becomes commercialized, now you're just asking the bee to just keep producing, keep producing, keep producing. Yeah. It's not a natural cycle where maybe you have a few bees on your property and you are a, you're a, a very small time beekeeper. And I would imagine you'd want to treat your bees really well. <laughs> and you'd yeah. want to produce honey in a, in a really in a really kind way because it's all energetic. But of course, once you get to a commercial level, you know, you could make that argument for dairy or or anything like that, really, if you wanted to, if you want to do a whole nother conversation, but you could make that argument too, where there is a difference. There is a difference sometimes with the smaller farms. There are actually practices now where you can beekeep and I don't know what it's called, but there is a practice where it's set up so that the honey just naturally drains down. Mm. And I wish I, I wish I could recall what it's called. But it's not in it's it's not in practice very often. But some people are doing it. And I knew someone uh, in the country in New York State that was experimenting with that, so that they're not actually harming the bees. They're not hurting their home. They're not hurting their queen but they're able to get the nectar. So I'd love to, I'd love to see a way for that to work in the future. Yeah. I would. I, I, and, and I would probably, I would use honey if I could feel good about it. I would. I had a healing recently and the shaman, one of the things I did was they wanted me to do was to take some rosemary and honey in the bath. And I really had never, I thought honey in the bath, like that just seems like, you know, I don't know. And, but yeah, it was great. It was like a great, I rubbed it all over and, uh, you know, it was easy to come off and well, it's yeah. water soluble. Yeah. So it just right off. I didn't realize that. Oh <laughs> Cause it, yeah. Cause it's so sticky. Yeah. Of course. Got, it was really a great way to like cleanse my energy in the bath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just put some honey on me and stuff. So, Oh, it's incredible. It's great for your face. It's I think if if you if anyone listening can do a little bit of research to what their local honey is, first of all, that's excellent for allergies and anything yes. from LU is to have local. But to also then, I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not beyond calling people and harassing people <laughs> and finding and and showing up and saying so. Let, what's going on here? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, may work in this. So. I think that there are, I'm sure there are, there are beekeepers around and small oh, yeah. that, that are doing great things. And, and um, I'm probably going to get some of my vegan followers yelling at me. Yes. But, <laughs> I know. Um, uh, but um, yeah, but I think that if, if you just do a little research, yeah, I think that you'll probably find people who feel the way we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so the first thing that you kind of sent, say in your book is, you know, to clean your space mm. and to get it ready. 
and you kind of have a little bit of education on and suggestions for that. And then also uh, gathering your base ingredients for what you want to work on, which I think is really important. Um, and, you know, I, I actually, because of your book, I started going to like different thrift stores and trying to find little tincture bottles, mm. for um, which I think is really cool because it's recycling. It's not sort of just going to your container store and just buying a bunch of different stuff. Um, so, and, um, so we're, we're starting to do that a little bit, trying to get a collection of things. Um, but I love, um, the gathering of the like lavender and the chamomile and the different, um, things. So putting this together feels really good. And then you some talk about going to the ritual of it all. So bring in, in like a deity and stuff. So could you explain a little bit about that? Well, I think that's going to be individual to the yeah. person who's creating the potion, but I feel that it, you know, it's your altar. I feel that you have a you have a beauty altar, which is where you get ready. And then you also have your really your kitchen altar, which is which is another um, location of that beauty altar. And it's where you're concocting. And I personally think it's it only adds. I know it only adds to the strength and the power and the potency if you bring in those energies. You know, I always have whenever I'm creating potions for myself and certainly if the ones that I that I market, I always have Freya right there. I always have uh, Aphrodite, uh, Venus right there is always right there. I always have Bast with me. And I always have a candle burning for them. I always have fresh flowers. I, I'm big on roses. Roses are in everything and everywhere. And I just, I like to burn incense. I just, you know, clean the space. I like to play music that feels conducive, really feminine, really just really bringing in this sexy feminine energy, this healing energy. And I, I will tell you, it is a little bit of a process to sit down and say, hey, I'm going to make my own face serum. Of course it is. It's so much yeah. easier just to grab it or order it. But it's kind of like, I'm not really a gardener, but it's what people have described to me as the feeling of peace when they garden. Yes. That you kind of lose, it's very meditative. You lose time and space. You get very wrapped up in the fresh air and and your hands in the dirt and and connecting with the plants well it's a very similar kind of thing and you're connecting and if you happen to have a garden and you can harvest some of your own goodies for your potions even better so but regardless i i don't want to make it complicated for anyone either but no but there's a process of feeling um you know, even when you're ma- like, say you're making your own juice, you know, instead of going to the store to buy it, you know, that right, right. is something, um, gosh, it's like really it, who we really were in the beginning, you know, where we, we were just these creating something. That's how we were. And I think going back to um, more of our tribal um, instincts yes. is going to help us because I think that's a part of the reason, you know, I, my, a lot of the podcast is about helping people through suffering. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the suffering, um, is that we've a lost our community and our tribe, um, but our tribal instincts. So this is a part of bringing back that tribal instinct of like, 
you know, uh, gathering and, and putting love into something and then ingesting it or putting it on you, um, is going back a little bit to who we were in the beginning. And I, I like when I see your pictures, um, and, and I read all your stuff, like I kind of get this vibe, you know what I mean? Of just going back to, to the, all the nat- natural things. Yes. And going back a little bit to what you said, we've, there's, there's two things. One is that we've lost our connection to nature for sure, for sure. And there's many of us that are trying so hard to keep it or to nurture it. But we've essentially as a society lost our connection to nature. And also the idea of when you're talking about tribal instinct, the idea of sharing, the idea of sharing that, Whatever you've made, it's very similar to, um, like you're saying, making juice or cooking, or it's a communal, it becomes more communal. One of my absolute favorite things to do, because I also do uh, some some food writing as well. I do a lot of beauty food recipes is what I call them. And whether I'm cooking something, I'm making some sort of, I don't know, raw cacao cake or something or I'm making potions skincare potions it's my favorite thing in the world to do is share them yeah well I'm not gonna eat this whole cake please like please everybody come over and join me and taste test and tell me what you think and and same thing my 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 great potion testers are always my mom (laughs) and my good friends because they all have different skincare needs and they all have different levels of sensitivity and things, you know, sense they like and sense they don't like. And so I love sharing. Yeah. Then it's just that communal thing. It's just that, as you say, that tribal feeling and. And how wonderful to make a nice face cream that's all put together with your own hands and put a little bow around it and to bring mm -hmm. that to someone for their birthday instead of, some kind of candle that costs honestly like $50 that uh, has mass produced essential oils in it. Right. Right. It's, I think it's so beautiful. I love making gifts and a lot of what's in the book, not maybe not everything because there is some of the creams and things they'll spoil. Let's say they don't have preservatives in them or the little bit of essential oil preservative they have is not going to last very long, but, and that's why some of the batches, they, they make larger batches. And that's why I would say, you know, put them into smaller containers and give them away and keep some in your refrigerator, but also give them as gifts because it's a wonderful thing. You're literally giving someone something from your heart, from your hands, from your artistry. I mean, I, I love to receive things like that. So, so it's fall time uh, for us, Mm -hmm. all of us. And, um, what do you, what kind of, um, brews do you have elixir going on for fall? I mean, everyone's excited about it. Oh, well, I'm, um, I love, well, like everyone, I love autumn. Who doesn't love autumn? I would say summer is probably my favorite time. It's sort of my time of power, but I would say that, that autumn is definitely a, a close second. And, you know, it's it's all of those things that that you come to love about autumn. It's it's the pumpkin and the spices and the apple and all of those wonderful things. And I um, I write a column, a monthly column, and in those archives, 
it's very funny because there are so there's I don't know four or five years worth of autumn recipes and I'll always go back and say oh remember that oh remember that harvest mask I made oh yeah 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 I have to <laughs> I have to make that so it's just such a luscious time for concocting it really really is I love it and you got all these neat yummy I always struggle with like neat drinks. It was my forte. And so you have some really neat drinks in here, which I love, like the Cosmos. And it has all this, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just saying, I just really enjoy this. Um, also, since I've moved to a, a drier climate, mm. um, the one I'm going to make next is the well, Well-Healed Witch Foot mm. Soap because um, it's so dry here, right? Which I actually appreciate more than the humidity, but... You know, here, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what some of the ingredients are, you know, like the St. John's wort, you know, mm-hmm. it's something you would think to put on your feet. So it's what I'm trying to explain to the audience is that it's stuff that you just, you know, we're kind of programmed for one, we're programmed in humanity at this point in time to think linearly, right? So unless... I would never think that that's something that I could put on my feet, you know, and that it has this, this thing. But that's why I like you've done this is 30 years or whatever of you coming together <laughs> yeah. to learn about all this stuff. I would never be able to learn all this stuff. So this is why these kind of books are really fascinating and wonderful. Such a great gift. My, the Beauty Witch's Secret. Such a great gift, especially during the holidays, you know, stucking, uh, stuffing stuffer, but, um, they, people would really appreciate this. This is one of those kind of gifts that just, they don't even realize that, you know, years later they got little marks all over them. They're used to death. You know, I love that. I mean, people hate it when I put marks in the books, but I'm like, that makes it feel rich. <laughs> I always mark up my books. Always. Yeah. That's always. why we have books so we can keep them marked. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of the audio book. I need I need the pages. I need yeah. to, and I always have. It's funny. I have two copies of my book floating around my house because one is sort of my more pristine, like I need to take a photograph or something, and the other is the copy that goes in the kitchen with me and gets splattered, and you know, it's just basically a disaster. But I love it. I know, and I love it. And you also have a whole section for men. So people, they, they're not left out. So it's not like this whole just feminine energy thing. I'm just going to read some of the ingredients of people in general in your back, in the back of your ingredients, just so they can understand sort of the different, uh, like say, for example, Cypress is sacred to Aphrodite. And you explain kind of what it's sacred to kind of what, what you're going to be using it for um, dates, elderflowers, emeralds, eucalyptus, fennel, um, you know, green tea extract, grapeseed, grapefruit, um, gin, yes, ginger, ginseng. Um, and the reason why I'm mentioning that is because a lot of times I'll go to the health food stores and I'll just see rows and rows and rows and rows of stuff like a green tea extract or something. And I'm like, what am I going to make that with? And so you can go, you can kind of look at your grocery store and your organic grocery store and say, what do they use for that? And then go to the back of your book and see that if there's something in there that can, you know, and if it's calling to that person. Um, so that's kind of what, like, I, that's the, the way that I like to use it because <laughs> I like to go back and go, oh, she has a whole thing in here about oats and onks and um, 
orange chameleon and you know where where it comes from and what you can do with it. So it's it's kind of organized in a variety of different ways for the person that the bet who wants to use it the best use is the way I've I've found it. Thank you. Yes, it's um it's funny that that index was was actually longer. I had to chop that down a bit. But um, that was one of my big edits was just I was getting extremely wordy about each about each ingredient because there's so I like to I like to know. I want yeah. to know what it's gonna do for my insides, my health. I want to know what it's gonna do for my skin or my hair or my nails or whatever. I want to know where it comes from. I want to know elementally if there's something important I need to know about it or was it used in ancient Rome for something? Or I always want to know about all of those things because it just adds to it. So yeah, there's there's a lot of that. And you know, I've noticed, and I don't know how, how it is everywhere, but I've noticed that a lot of the health food stores, the natural food stores, now they're starting to carry a, a good selection at least of alcohol-free versions of certain extracts and tinctures. Now the alcohol, if you're if you're taking a tincture internally, uh, can arguably sort of uh, make it a bit more absorbable in your system, or maybe a bit more potent sometimes. But you don't want to put the alcohol on your skin, so I would always suggest maybe to try to get the alcohol-free version if you can. That way you can use it for everything. That way you're not buying eight million bottles of things that you don't necessarily need and what you were saying before about going into the book and, and kind of being drawn to certain things. I really wrote it from that perspective of you can certainly read it cover to cover. It, it, it does make some sort of sense as a story, but it's also just, I love to just pick up a book like this and just say, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. That, oh, look at that. Roses and Jasmine. Yep. That's for me. <laughs> the next person may not, want those things or be yeah. drawn to those things. And I feel like if you're very drawn to a particular plant, flower, resin, um, or an element, or there's a reason you're connected, it's speaking to you, go with it and and research it. And I always I always encourage people to tweak the potions to their liking a little bit you know you can always experiment and that's why there's there's a lot of information in the index so that you can make substitutions let's say if you don't if you're not crazy about a certain scent or a certain um but do it from a place of education where you're saying okay i'm going to take out the lavender but i'm going to put in the edelweiss or i'm going to put in the chamomile or the calendula or something that's going to have something similar going on. I want to give people another example because I'm trying to explain. So for example, I'm on cashew right now and cashew, I I do cashew milk myself, you know, and eh, that's about what I know about cashews, (laughs) but you have it here, which I now can understand the depths that you've gone into in your book, like is ruled by sun's fire. Creamy cashews bring forth money magic, you know, like what? High in beauty fats, of course. Cashews are rich in nutrients, proteins, minerals, and vitamins. E, a highly effective oil which repairs repairs skin, including wrinkles. Mm-hmm. So 
Hello, we love that. Um, they are all a good nature source of selenium, which I know is great for us, um, and antioxidant, which will help to protect cells from damaging, thereby preventing accelerating aging in the skin. I mean, I love cashews. <laughs> like, now I know why. But, you know, the, I'm just trying to explain that, you know, when you really want to deep dive into something, you know, um, I've talked to a lot of nutritionists and they talk, they would talk about the healthy fats of like, say a cashew or cashew milk, but that, they would never list this stuff. And this, that's really, you know, when you're ingesting it to understand that it's a part of all those other things and helping us aging from the inside out. Like I just kind of wanted to explain a little bit. I think it's hard to come across because when I first saw your book, I was like, I had a different um, experience than I thought it was going to, you know what I mean? I, it just, it was a wow, you know, mm-hmm. and just cause you see lots of little bits and pieces and you're kind of like, okay, you know, we've seen a little bit of this before. This is like an encyclopedia. You've done a great job. And it's, it's like I said, you don't have to have the 10 books. It's just, you have this one. It has so much information in it. And it, I can tell it's made with love and care and you put all of your, knowledge in here. And that's a lot of work. And so thank you so much for gathering this information to, you know, share it with the world. And it's done in such a way to, you know, to be healthy too. You know what I mean? Very from the inside out. I mean, look how beautiful you are. You're just radiant. You, you shine energetically. I can see it on the screen and you're like a testament to your own you know, products. So I love that. Thank you. In my poorly lit kitchen. (laughs) No, I thank you. That's, that's very sweet. And I, I feel really strongly about the nutritional value of things. And like you were saying with cashew and and the vitamin E and part of E's function is to repair damaged cells. And we don't think about it in, we think of maybe healing, of course, like, but we don't think about it in terms of that's a wrinkle. That's mm-hmm. a fine line. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wrinkles or fine lines, but let's face it. Most people get very distressed when they see them. So let's age as well as we possibly can. And naturally. And naturally. And let's, let's feel as good as we possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, I'm 53 and i I just feel so, I've never wavered in how I feel about this in all of these many moons. And and I just, I feel it's so, so important to stay. And, you know, like you were saying with, with the, with the cashews, you're, you love cashews, you're connected to them. Well, all of these benefits, you're, you're having this energetic exchange with this plant and I think that's fantastic. And I think that, you know, that that you can take that further and say, well, anything that really contains vitamin E must, I must have something, some connection with that. So let's keep going with that, you know, and, um, and you have beautiful skin. So <laughs> there you go. It's all the questions I eat. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. It was a, it was a pleasure to meet you. And again, this is Gina from the Liberated Healer. This is the Beauty Witches. This is uh, Elise Marie. And we thank you, Llewellyn Publications, for putting this out in the world. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. 
If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Yes.